0: Ajahn, I am perplexed. Despite my understanding of the theory and being one of consistent practice, as I believe, I seem to lack lack intellectual prowess. I believe that acquiring wisdom would make me quick-witted and enable me to teach others eloquently. What could be the reason for not attaining such an ability?
1: Well, have you attained the ability of wisdom first?
0: I've got all the theory down.
1: Well, that's the problem. So in order to be quick-witted and be able to convey your wisdom to others, you need to have the wisdom. So you need to become an expert for yourself. In other words, uh, you need to fully understand the way out of suffering and the Buddhist teaching, and then you won't have to plan and think how you can convey that to others because you will become well-versed well versed in it. Like the similar in the suttas, when, when he asked the Buddha, do you have to prepare the answers beforehand when people come to you? Like, do you, do you have the answers prepared, waiting? He says, no. Uh, let me ask you in return and then you can understand how it is. And he says you are a chariot maker, master, and he says, yes, there is nobody that can match my knowledge of chariots and how to make them and how to disassemble them. He knows everything inside out. He says, well, if somebody were to come and ask you about the chariots, would you need to prepare an answer for it? He said, no, if somebody were to wake me, in the, wake me up in the middle of the night, I would give them the answer because that's how uh, fully understood I am, basically. He, he He knows all of it. So that's the point. Now you have your abstract theoretical knowledge, well, you have to start applying it. And you know you're applying it when you're becoming free from suffering on account of your understanding, not on account of your management. When suffering can't touch you to begin with because your mind doesn't move because the mind understood the nature of things. And uh, if you're developing in that regard, you will be able to convey that to others. Now, of course, there is the aspect, and that's also mentioned in the suttas, some people are simply more skilled in teaching. Some people are less skilled in teaching. But that's something you can understand only once you have a thing to teach. So now you can think, oh, I must be the type that's uh, not skilled in teaching. Well, you you might not be that type. It's just the fact that now you have nothing to teach, really. So if you develop wisdom correctly, in other words, if you free yourself from suffering correctly, then you'll see how prolific, how how, how skilled in teaching you are. But... What I'm saying is that even the least skilled sotapanna is still far more skilled than anything a Putujana can even imagine, because there is no way that you would not be able to com- convey what you fully understood. This is just simply not how things work. So if you can't convey it, you haven't understood it, and that's what Yonavira was said in in his letters. Like, don't think you understood something unless you can write it down. And as we talked the other day, we can actually add another one and upgrade that statement don't think you understood something until you can explain it to somebody else because you know you can sit down and write it for three or four hours and boil it down uh, but if you actually try and tell it to somebody who doesn't have three hours to listen to you can you convey your message can you make the point point? and if you can't means there isn't the the width of your understanding is not sufficient so trying to explain things, even to yourself, is, is, a, is a useful practice. Because if you're just operating on the mental level of your thoughts and theory, with like half-expressed phrases and, term, and terms and concepts, yeah, that's just like, you can do that with yourself, because you kind of already know what you're thinking. But if you were to then try and say that, it just comes out completely different. And then it's like, oh, that's not what I wanted to say. And it's like, well, that's exactly the problem. You need to have the understanding that would pertain to all these layers, whether it's the most abstract, your own kind of idiosyncratic way of revolving around your thoughts and images, down to saying it to somebody else, telling it to them. And that is the measure of understanding, not the idiosyncratic images that you have and that make you feel good. Because people think, I made everything, I made all of the sense in my head, thus that's my understanding. Yeah, that's certainly helpful, and that's the beginning, and you should develop it. But you develop it by actually being able to utter it and uh, uh, convey it, write it down, clarify it, boil it down to a point. Because if if understanding is insufficient, not wide enough, not deep enough, you will not be able to boil it down in an, an intelligible sense.
0: And and not um just be repeating what others have said, like uh I can you know, I can memorize a whole yeah. essay.
1: I can memorize, I can be the master of comparison, I can read all the suttas, got all my PhDs in comparative studies. So when you say this I say, Oh yeah, that's another sutta that says that. Like, well that's irrelevant. I don't care what other suttas say about that. I care about the meaning of this which I just said. Can you boil down the meaning to me without resorting to any other sutra or any other thing that somebody else said, including the Buddha himself? Can you, in your own words, boil down the root of suffering that you understood for yourself, the freedom from suffering, the craving, any aspect of the Dhamma? Describe it. And that's when you realize how inadequate your own, our own idiosyncratic images and thinking is. So if you don't actually come out of that level and recognize that no 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 i need to be able to convey this that it will be the measure of the the strength of my understanding you will remain in that level and uh, and perpetually continue conflating um pleasing uh theoretical fits and abstractions and how it all blends and connections with wisdom and understanding and that's not where it is
0: So it it kind of reminds me of like a danger of um, like monastic life in a sense of hermits, let's say, people who go away and just live by themselves. That's that's like one of the dangers because then you get locked up in that, what you just said, in your own abstractions Yeah. and you never actually realize that you can't actually convey this. You can't even...
1: Well, I think that's also one of the reasons. It kind of translates to that whole requirement of needing to have at least the right view before you should go in like heightened seclusion that the Buddha described to be able to contain your mind and also to be able to know where the emphasis is and should be
0: and obviously the benefit of um, being questioned and
1: that is that, that cannot be stated uh, um, hard enough really like uh, that you're pressed for answers that you're pressed for clarification that you have people that are able to do that that's already sending you in the right direction even if you don't necessarily see it for yourself and that's often you see in the suttas they would cross-examine each other not like for the sake of some impersonal debate but genuinely like how do you understand this How 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 about this how about that they would then actually amplify their own understanding and then those who believe they understood things but haven't fully but then ask the simple question and it's just, just fumbling, just fumbling for words, just talking in these abstractions that like, you know, by the end of the sentence it makes no it makes no sense anymore. So w- with cross examination and interrogation, they would realise, if obviously if they're honest, which presumably they were back in the day, when you read that in the suttas, they realise, oh yeah, yeah, I was lacking, I was and this actually is helpful. Now I know that I'm not clear because if I were clear, well I would have I would have said so. <laughs> I would have made it clear certainly to another person who is familiar with this that i don't have to teach from scratch or something everything about what the buddha said beforehand and so on so you need to you need to know that you actually if you understood things you should be able to to boil them down condense them and explain them in very simple language if you don't need to resort to a complex language and terms to explain things you know your understanding is 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 decent and certainly along the right lines there's always room for improvement basically but if you can only explain things by resorting to um, complex terminology that requires years of study from your audience in order to understand to it, it means like, well, that's already quite um, devoid of practical application. So yeah, you can use complex terms if you want, if there is a reason for it, but you will also be able to use simple and plain language, because these are pretty much not complex truths that have many moving parts non-ownership, impermanence, suffering. Um, there's nothing complex about it. But there is a certain order to it that has to be done rightly, so to see these things, and that can all be explained in a very straightforward language. And the only reason a person would not understand you then, not be, it's not because of the words you used, or because of the, the complexity of your descriptions, it's because they refuse to accept their truth of non-ownership in a niche and so on. And they would not understand what you're saying because of that, because of their mental attitude of looking for faults and, and, and just ignoring what you're saying, because it's too unpleasant to accept.